Hello everyone, welcome to Chibi and Chill, the anime podcast, the podcast that supports and celebrates all things anime, manga and everything in between. Last episode it was all about My Hero Academia, a series that has absolutely exploded onto the anime scene and has took anime fans and manga fans by storm and series 6 is just absolutely smashing it if you haven't watched it do start it it's quite it has six series at the minute so it is quite a dedication to watch it but nowhere near the dedication that you need to watch one piece so you'll be fine i hope you've all had a great week i hope it's all gone well hope you had a great last weekend at the time of recording this i'm currently waiting for my sailor moon vans trainers to arrive i cannot wait i got them on sale on the irish vans website so i cannot wait for them to arrive today they have luna and artemis pattern on them they were 50 percent off and i got an extra 20 percent off because of a promo code they had so i think they were should have been around 105 euro i got them for 48 so Oh my god, I cannot wait to get those on my feet today. Anyway, enough about my shoes. This week's episode is all about powerful anime characters. And no matter how many anime comes out, how many different characters are released, how many different anime seem to go into the spotlight and become one of the top three anime at the moment, there are always a discussion around powerful anime characters. Who would beat who? Who is the most powerful? Who has the best powers? Who has the best strength? And you see this all the time. Anime characters are often bold and larger than life, especially when we look at the more outlandish and fantastical types of anime, where characters have magical and supernatural abilities. There are characters in anime series that have the power to completely alter time and space itself. More often than not, these characters are also teenagers, or at least young adults, which makes it even more kind of incredible that they have this power at that age. It's these types of powerful OP characters that have made the anime and manga genre a worldwide phenomenon, and one that continues to introduce new people, new fans, to the genre. Anime manga is known for this, and especially the character designs that come with these characters, with the eclectic anime style now being synonymous with Japanese culture itself. This episode is all about the most powerful characters in anime, and this episode won't give an extensive list, but it's more a snapshot of the characters that I found and come across from popular anime series, and characters that actually aren't just about physical strength, pure strength, it's not. It's more a mix of strength, using powerful items, using your magical powers, and more. When I see the lists made on Google and all this kind of stuff, we see these lists made, and it, they focus a lot on the pure muscular physical strength. And I wanted to make a more well-rounded list of, actually, there are so many powerful characters out there that use a magical item or they use magical abilities. So let's dive in, let's have a look. In no particular order, let's look at our first most powerful character. Our first character hardly needs an introduction, and it comes from one of the biggest anime at the moment, and one that returns in 
I think nine or ten days at the time of this recording and I cannot wait for this series. It's quite a complex series but one that has an immense amount of power within the anime, not just on this character but throughout. The first one is Eren Jaeger from Attack on Titan. So Eren has the ability to control other colossal titans and other titans alike and has the ability of the Founding Titan, the Attack Titan and the Warhammer Titan. He's determined by his beliefs and we see him go from protagonist to a kind of mix of is he good, is he bad, who actually really knows anymore. It's really hard to determine where Eren stands. I'm constantly on the fence with with Eren Jaeger. The new season starts soon and we've already seen Eren showcase his new powers and Titan appearance. So I cannot wait to see how this character continues to showcase this power. We've seen the Colossal Titans, spoiler, we've seen the Colossal Titans attack or go go through the sea and cross the ocean to get to the mainland. How will that play out? How is that going to go down? How will Eren's new powers completely, completely change the world of Attack on Titan? I think there's an opportunity for Eren to get even more powerful if he consumes more of the titans like the the cart titan there's so many others that he could consume and become more powerful but will that be too much for Eren? how will that play out how does that leave the rest of the world for attack on titan as well the next are almost a pair because they are quite similar it's all Might and izuku midoriya from my hero academia so both possess the quirk one for all and this quirk allows multiple quirks to be passed down from each user of One For All. And each user of One For All gets more and more powerful because of each new quirk addition. It's thanks to One For All that All Might became the number one hero in the My Hero Academia world. And these quirks are getting passed down to Midoriya, who's becoming super powerful super quickly. And we're seeing this changing him throughout season six specifically we're seeing quite a lot of new quirks coming out although we've yet to see Midoriya manifest all of the quirks we're not entirely sure what some of the other quirks are I think Midoriya specifically deserves to be on this list of most powerful characters because of his pure mental state and pure dedication of protection and doing what's right and justice and fighting for what he believes in we've seen him fight with broken arms broken legs broken fingers and he fights through that pain and i think that for me is pure power that is being powerful it's not being strong it's being mentally and physically strong enough to work through the pain and do what's right the next is kaido from one piece i'm currently re-watching One Piece because I kind of stepped away from it a little bit and I've completely lost where I am in the story. So I have started it again. I'm still on series one. Um, so that's quite a, a mountain to go through, but I am loving it so far. But this character, I think, deserves to be on this list because overall is known as the world's strongest creature and can change into a dragon thanks to a gum gum fruit he ate. I think that alone, the magical item of eating a gum gum fruit and changing your entire metaphysical being deserves some kind of recognition and he stood up against a combined attack from Luffy, Zero and others. He's also able to take on three forms of Haki to a high level. I think that all of that combined makes for one impressive 
being or creature, I guess. We see his artwork, it's very large, very overly muscular, it's very like top heavy. And we see these more spiritual markers on him as well. So I think that's something he's got quite a bit of a spiritual aspect to his character design, which I think brings a different kind of power to him and his appearance and his presence. He's super, super strong. It's very cool looking, I have to say. I really like the design for this character. It's very, very over the top, but it's one piece. So what would you expect? I think there is a discussion, spoiler alert, that for if Luffy is actually more powerful now because of him defeating Kaido, but it did take, he was defeated twice by Kaido originally. So is it, was it more luck that he defeated Kaido or is it strength and powerfulness? I think that's something that we can maybe discuss in a later episode. The next character is kind of strong in a slightly different way. Strong in a type of supernatural sense and using a magical item to showcase a different type of power and that power kind of has a different type of balance within this universe so the next character is light from death note so strong in a supernatural way as i mentioned he has the death note notebook that he could put the names in and if he knew the face they could die or be manipulated so this to me requires little to no effort and technically although not strong by himself Light has the ability of the Death Note and Ryuk provides that strength behind him or on his behalf, which makes for a kind of creepy strength, a creepy power that no human that knows about the Death Note or knows about Ryuk would ever really see coming. And I think that's a different type of powerfulness. If you don't see it coming, how do you defend yourself? There is also an intelligence aspect to light as well. If we take his intelligence into account alongside Ryuk and the Death Note, how does that add into or contribute to his powerfulness? If he's one of the smartest youths in Japan in his universe, how how is that able to transfer into the manipulation of the Death Note and the people within that book. But then there also is the aspect of if he was placed against any of the other characters that I've mentioned so far, technically none of them so far are actually human, or at least human with no powers. All of them have a certain magical ability or transformative power. How does that reflect in the Death Note? If the Death Note can only work on humans... Does human mean, like, mortal? Does it mean no power? Does it mean no abilities? Or would the likes of Alma and Izuka Midoriya and Eren Yeager, who are human, essentially, would they succumb to the Death Note and Light as well? Or, because they're slightly more an elevated type of human, do they are they not affected by the Death Note? I think there's so much to unbox with that one how would these characters be pitted against light and the death note what would their fate be the next character comes from an anime that has again exploded onto the anime scene and a new series does start really soon or later on this year at least and it's demon slayers muzan kibuchi apologies if i butchered that second name 
So Muzan is the leader of the 12 Kazuki and king of demons in the world of Demon Slayer. So he has control of an army of demons at his beck and call and and he has the ability to control his army of demons to no end. He can transport them, mind control them, do unimaginable like horrible things to these demons, like punishment, things like that to them if he isn't satisfied with them, if he's not happy with them, if they've not successfully done what he needs them to do. We see him be able to transport his demons into his realm where he can control them and kill them on the spot and that is frightening. Like that frightfulness is powerful alone. Never mind the fact that he's immortal and because of his blood is in his army's veins, there's no escaping Muzan. You cannot run away from him. You can't just start a new life as a, a nice demon. No, no, no. You are stuck as one of his demons. We've seen him also be able to change his form as well into a, a female form and the male form. So how many different types of forms are there? Can he change his age? Can he change more than gender? I think there's so much to unpack there. If he's the king of demons, surely there's a whole arsenal of magical abilities for transformation there. The fact as well that his army has multiple levels to it. So there are upper rank, lower rank, and that layer system alone means that there's not only just just the army to contend with, there's the levels of the army to contend with for Tanjiro and the rest of the Hashira and the Demon Slayer core. I do I do have to give a shout out to the character designs for the demons in Demon Slayer. They are absolutely awesome. They're so well designed. Quick shout out as well. My favourite demon of Muzan's team is, or was, spoiler, is Daki from the brother and sister. Oh, that storyline was amazing. And her character design was so, so good. I loved her manipulation with the Obi Bell and the ropes. Oh, so, so good. The next is a character that I see on these lists continuously. And they're always at the top spot. Um, nine times out of ten, they're at the top spot because of the pure power that they have. And the fact that the anime is based off of this fact is Saitama from One Punch Man. So One Punch Man can defeat an enemy with one single punch. That's the whole premise of the show. It's more important to the protagonist, however, that he becomes the strongest and the journey that he's on to get to that position. And after attaining that goal and achieving that goal, he's left with a sort of emptiness and depression that never really leaves. Disclaimer, I'm not a massive fan of this anime. I kind of, it never really intrigued me all that much. I don't know if maybe it's the premise of the show that's just One Punch Man. I think there's. this is the one that is pure strength. This is the one that, because of his pure strength and abilities and does 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 crunches a day, all this stuff, all his daily workouts, his, abil- his ability continues to be strong and pure strength. So I think he does deserve to be on this list because he's really powerful. I wonder how he'd fare though with some of the other characters on this list, with the demons, things like that. How would, if you can't get close, how do you defeat them? So after researching some of the characters on this list, I really did try not to include this character to this lineup because 
I mention them quite a lot. I feel like I mention them kind of non-stop because I'm obsessed a little bit. Not to an unhealthy level, I don't think, but eh, that's up for discussion. It's Sailor Moon. I know she's powerful. We know she's powerful from the anime and the manga. What I didn't realise is the iceberg of power that she actually has in her eternal form. So her final form as Eternal Sailor Moon makes use of the silver crystal that we see change form into more of a lotus shape because of the power. One hit from her Starlight Honeymoon Therapy Kiss attack, I mean that name alone is very extra isn't it, vaporised Nihalenia and removed the dark moon from the sky. That one hit did that, it just vaporised her. And the Crystal Eternal Power Attack also defeated Chaos. So those two attacks alone, with nothing else, enables her to completely destroy these enemies with these one attacks that are absolutely overly powered. She has the ability, however, to create and destroy whole universes, control space and time, and even request help from her future self, 800 times faster than light, and can teleport. So... This one girl, Sailor Moon, Yusagi, Serena, can completely control the universe around her and essentially means she's immortal. If she can get help from her future self or past self, control space and time, she's the epitome of the universe itself. She's the universe personified. She's also then supported by the Sailor Senshi, the Outer and the Inner Senshi, the other Sailor Scouts, the Sailor Starlights, all of these characters that are there to help her out, support her, give her their power if needed, which helps to only enhance her power even further. There's the magical items that she uses, the magical items that the Sailor Scouts use to support her as well. There's a whole system around her to make sure that she never ever loses. I saw a article when I was looking at this podcast and it was Sailor Moon versus Goku and I know many people always expect Goku to be at the top because he's so so powerful and this article among some others all actually said that Sailor Moon would come on top because essentially because she's the universe personified she can't actually die because she's so fast so powerful control space control time future self stuff there is no competition between an immortal character and a Sailor Moon character, or specifically Sailor Moon. I think the design of Sailor Moon, because she's like this magical girl, is very decorative, it's very pretty to look at, which I absolutely love, means that some people don't think she's very powerful because it looks more decoration, when actually everything is pure power and pure ability. I do wonder what the ranking of power is with the other Sailor Senshi, especially with the outer Senshi of Saturn, Neptune, Pluto and Uranus that are so powerful. How how do their powers rank up against one another? Who is the most powerful Sailor Scout alongside Sailor Moon? Would it be Chibi Moon, essentially because she's Sailor Moon's daughter? Or does she count because technically she is inheritive of the power of Sailor Moon? 
I think maybe maybe I really need to do a Sailor Moon Scout episode on that because I really need to know myself now about that. Who is the most powerful Sailor Scout? Not just your favourite. Who is the most powerful one? So there had to be a list of characters that couldn't make in today's episode, otherwise it would have gone on for days. So here are some honourable mentions that I just couldn't quite fit into the episode. So first I've got Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, another one of my absolute top favourite anime, and I think we're yet to see his full potential of power. Kageyama from Mob Psycho 100 with his psychic abilities, Naruto obviously, and Goku obviously. So many of these lists have Goku at the top and I really tried to not include him so much into this list because we all know he's super powerful from the anime. It's not my favourite anime at all, I don't really watch it, it's not really my thing. Please don't come for me in the comments about that. But I had to mention him somewhere to at least reference that he is known as a very, very powerful character. The world of anime and manga is continuously evolving and growing and developing And we continuously see the world being filled and pumped with new super powerful characters, whether they be mainline characters or supporting characters or a bit of both. These characters have an insane amount of power, be it pure strength, supernatural or thanks to magical items or again, a mix of all of them. I think as anime continues, this cast of the most powerful anime characters will adapt and change and Some of these anime were only season one, so we could see some of the characters develop so much further and become maybe as powerful as Goku or Sailor Moon. Imagine a Smash Brothers game that was the top anime characters. That would be a game I'd buy so quickly and have a go with. I think there's no guessing which character I'd be. I think I'd have to be Sailor Moon at this point. This is a list that I've compiled and... I have to say, there is maybe a slight bias of some of the anime characters from anime that I love. But what are your favourites? I'd love to know. Leave a review on the podcast and let me know. Did you enjoy the episode? But also, did you have any characters from your favourite anime that you think are super powerful and should make this list as well? Please do take a second or two to leave a review, leave a rating and share the podcast with whoever you think would also enjoy the podcast. It really does cost nothing and it really supports the show. In the show notes, you'll find all links to a load of stuff. And right now, at the time of this recording and it being published, my Etsy shop has a sale on new Sailor Moon wallpapers and the Demon Slayer chibi prints. So check it out. I have a new Patreon, a club for fans of the podcast and fans of anime and my Etsy shop. A new monthly club where you receive physical and digital goodies along with exclusive updates. There is a Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan tiers with each level being better than the last. With the Mega Fan tier including three physical prints of Chibi style anime characters that I illustrate myself. Each tier also includes an indefinite discount to the Etsy store, with each tier having a better discount than the last. I've included a link to the Patreon site in the show notes so you can check out which club you'd love to be a part of. Find it down below, check it out if you're an anime fan or you know someone who is, or maybe you've got a birthday coming up and you can't think of a gift. This would be the perfect gift for them. And one that they get every month is a gift that keeps on giving. What more can you ask for that? Buzzsprout is the perfect platform for podcasts. 
Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a marketing channel or you have a message you want to share with the world or just think it'll be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch and promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed with all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and for me, the team over at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters like me already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. So following the link in my show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that I sent you over there. That gets you $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support my show too. Thanks for joining me on this episode. You can find all my social media links, including a buy me a coffee show support link and more down there. Thanks for all of your support, it really does mean a lot, even if it's a download, a review, a like, a share, or the Patreon club like I've already mentioned. Thank you so much for everything, it really does mean a lot. Until next Monday, have a great week guys, enjoy all the new anime episodes that are releasing this week, I know I will be, I'll be trying to catch up with all the ones I've potentially missed out on recently. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday, bye! Thank you.